This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers. Glacier Bank's totally free checking saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today. There's a convenient location near you. Glacier Bank, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. And he battled the snow to get here this yeah. morning, but he's a true Montanan, our Attorney General Austin Knutson. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, gentlemen. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. It, it, it's a bit snowy here in the Flathead Valley. Yeah, yeah. Just well, a bit. You'd probably <laughs> like to have some of that over in eastern Montana, we wouldn't you? We would. We, I, I'm a farm kid. I'm a ranch kid. I know better than to cuss the snow. So, yes, we will definitely take it. But it makes it a, a, a mite slippery out there this morning. I got to ask before we even get started here. Uh, I know that there's been a, a, a movement out there to draft you to run for Congress, and now with the uh, you know with Matt Rosendale not deciding quite what he's going to do, are you up for that? No. <laughs> Was that definitive enough? Yeah, yeah. that just about I, does it. I, really beat around the bush well, on that one. One of my least favorite places in the world is Washington, D.C., guys. <laughs> I, I, I have to go back there occasionally, and whenever I'm there, I can't wait to leave. Yeah. Uh, and that's a true statement. I just, I, there's, we, we've got kids in high school. I've got kids in junior high. I just, I, I have no interest in going to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I, 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 I like being the attorney general. I like, I like traveling the state and, and working with law enforcement here. So I'm, I'm going to keep doing that if, if the people will have me. So you got four more years ahead. Well, I'm, I'm running for reelection right now. So that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm on the, the, the tail end of about a five day swing here. I've been all over the state in the last five, four or five days, my wife and I, and we're, we're here in Kalispell now. I'm going to going to try to make it back to Helena and make sure that the, the, the Department of Justice is still operating and people are still showing up to work. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, terrific. All right. Well, that's good to know you're going to stay the course here. Um, I was really fascinated by all the things we had to go through to get this guy who started that Boulder 2700 yeah. fire. Why was it such a complicated thing? I mean, the guy did it and was in a well, witness. His girlfriend saw him do it. Arson cases are very, very difficult to prove. There's a lot of evidentiary issues there. There's a lot of witness issues there. That was a huge fire. So to, to back up, just so your listeners understand, that this was this was the big fire down here in Lake County uh, two years ago, three years ago now, in, in 2021. That was uh, one down just, uh, just south of Flathead Lake. Yep, yep. And I mean... I, I remember I happened to be up here at the time that was it was the Governor's Cup when, and there was there was a lot of people in the Flathead Valley and, and as you headed south I mean wow it was it was right next yeah. to the highway and burning over the hills and I think there were something like fourteen homes destroyed I mean this this was a horrible horrible fire and and what this ended up being was a, a really bad guy from from I think he was from Washington State uh, his name was Craig Allen McRae uh, but yeah you're right he and his girlfriend had come over here they were they were after drugs. And she, her testimony was like, oh, I thought we were just going in, into the woods to, to go get high and do drugs. And turns out he was a firebug and was, mm. was lighting fires. And he, wrote, mm. he, he lit a, a, a couple of them. Um, in, in any case, very, very difficult cases to, to prove. And I can tell you this, I mean, just as a, as a former prosecutor myself, those are very difficult cases just from an evidentiary standpoint. But Lake County, I mean, kudos to the Lake County Attorney's Office, to the Lake County Sheriff's Office, but they had one detective in particular who was just dogged in this case. And he actually, I, I, he kept, he, he came back and testified in this trial even after he left the county and taken a different job. So, I mean, just a great, great lift by 
Prosecution Services Bureau at the, the Department of Justice, two of my prosecutors went in and helped that. But um, yeah, that he was convicted and he's facing some serious time now. What would have happened had somebody been killed as an event or, or one of the firefighters had oh, been killed? Oh, God forbid. Uh, well, I mean, he, he'd have been facing negligent homicide charges as well. I mean, his, his charges are serious enough for, for you know burning up over 2,500 acres. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think it was 14 homes and 17 structures that were burned. And wow. not, I mean, not to mention thousands of people evacuated because I mean, it was, it was right down by the lake. It was right down by mm-hmm. the highway. Uh, this, this was a bad deal. Any victims compensation possibly for those folks? I, he's going to be ordered to pay restitution and that, that's a pretty common thing, but you know, it might be a blood and a turnip situation yeah. with mm-hmm. that. You know what mm-hmm. this, this is an addicted individual. This is a, he, he, he's a persistent felony offender also. This is somebody who's got a fairly lengthy rap sheet. Um, he's, he's likely going to be out of circulation for a while. He's likely going to be making his living making license plates <laughs> for a while. All right. Now, so, the, the girlfriend, I, I think she was a victim of abuse and her cell phone. Uh, was, did the GPS on that uh, come into play? You know, I, evidence? I, honestly, Robin, I, I don't know all the ins and outs okay. specifically in that case. I haven't gotten a full debrief from, from my lawyers at PSB, but I, I do know two of my really uh, absolute A-teamers came and helped out Lake County with that case. Um, and, I mean, they were just absolutely delighted that they got a, yeah. got, got a guilty verdict yeah. there. Good work. And the sentencing will come down, uh, I would say, relatively soon. There'll be a lot of process for that. Uh, yep, there, yep, there has to be a pre-sentence investigation and you know a lot, a lot of background done before you can yeah. just sentence somebody in Montana. But yeah, it's it's coming, and he's he's going to face his due here. Okay, so now I was confused about this situation with J.P. Morgan and the Climate Action 100 Plus. What what what's that all about? Well, so this the, the, this is uh, what we call this part of the ESG movement, the Environmental and Social Governance Movement, and 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 this is a bad deal. What what this is basically is you've got a lot of woke institutions that because they can't get their agenda passed through the federal Congress, they're trying to do it privately. They're they're trying to do it through private business and through through the boardroom and through finance. What you had this this Climate Action 100. Well, let, let, let's back up. What's the job of, of any company? To, to produce a product or a service and, and to produce a product, a, a, a profit mm-hmm. for your shareholders. I mean, whether that's a privately held a small company or whether that's a big company. Your job legally, literally legally, is to, is to make profit. What we've seen is a lot of these big investment firms like J.P. Morgan, they've decided it's their job to get in and try to police other companies in, into being woke. And that's really what this was. So this Climate Action 100, it was a group of 100 investment companies that, that said, let's band together and let's try to drive our agenda in the boardroom of, of companies. And so that's what JP Morgan has done here. Well, JP Morgan, if I walk into JP Morgan with some money to invest, I want them to invest my money and make me money. Sure. That's their job. That's what I'm paying them for. Not to go in and make sure that Target has a paper bag policy. That that's not what I'm after here. There, I'm, I'm after them mm-hmm. to make sure I'm making some profit. Um, so, and, and again, that legally is their job, according to Montana state law. So, uh, J.P. Morgan has been one of the major actors in this. They've actually we we've, we've shined enough light on this that they've decided to back away from this climate action 100 nonsense. And 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 this is a good thing, right? We we want them to focus on what they're supposed to be doing. 
and they're supposed to be investing people's money wisely, making sure that you know they've got good, responsible, legal companies, and making us profit. That's it. That that's what we need them to be doing, and that's what they have decided. Now that some sunlight has been shown shown mm-hmm. on them, they're going to go back to doing what they do best, which is investing money. I, I know we we uh, I'd love to ask your thoughts on. Uh, the uh, young people who got that uh, uh, that case. Yeah, uh, the held that, case. Yeah, I'd love to, uh, first of all, how they got Judge Seeley to go along with them, and secondly, what's gonna happen at the Supreme Court? Well, I mean, it's anybody's guess, right? Like, and, and so if you don't know what the held case is, this was the kids' climate case in Montana. Right. We, we've, got a, we've got a constitutional provision that says we have the right to a clean and healthful environment. That sounds wonderful, right? And we, we all want a clean and healthful environment, but the problem became, and this is something that conservative attorneys have been scared of since that constitution was written back in the 70s. And this is exactly what happened in this case. You, you had a bunch of young kids come in. Uh, they were funded by an out-of-state organization. We'll start with that. And they got in front of a, a very uh, friendly judge to, to their cause here in Montana. And they said that man-made global climate change is violating their right, their Montana constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment. And therefore, the legislature must do something. Well, there's a couple of problems there. Number one, I mean, a, a judge can't order the legislature to do anything. We've got checks and balances and separations of power. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, what? The, so, so Judge Seeley ruled in favor of these kids. Uh, we did not have a jury in in this case. This this was this was purely a a bench trial in in front of a judge, uh, and I will say a quite biased judge. She made it very clear at the outset of that trial who she was going to rule for. Um, but we're in a situation now where she has de- she has determined on herself solely that the Montana Department of Environmental Quality, the Montana Department of Natural Resources and Conservation, must take into account man-made climate change when they're issuing permits, when when they're when they're re- reviewing information and applications for whether it's a subdivision or a gravel pit. Uh, a, a housing expansion, any kind of mining activity. Mm-hmm. We're, we're now in a situation where one judge has determined that man-made, clo- man-made climate change exists and it is violating Montanans' constitutional rights and therefore we must uh, somehow try to mitigate it at the state level. Mm-hmm. Um, we've appealed. There's, there, there was lots of stuff to appeal in, in that trial. Uh, but I mean, we're going to go to the Montana Supreme Court, and 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 who knows what they're what they're going to do? I'm I'm hoping that 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 cooler heads will prevail, and they will see that there's some fundamental legal issues with what this judge did. But uh, you know, it's the Montana Supreme Court, and they are kind of notorious for overruling themselves and and making weird rulings. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, the Attorney General's office does, and there aren't too many that most of us are get involved with. But one of them is consumer protection. We're going to dive into that with Austin Knutson next. Mm-hmm. 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 How's your day going? All right? Well, it's about to get even better. This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother, more efficiently, and maybe just a little more fun. Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched. That's right, your better banking experience is here. Go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night. 
Experience streamlined 24-7 access from your computer, tablet, and smartphone. We know you are going to like it. Glacier Banks Community Conversations. Here again is John Hendricks. Our guest is Attorney General Austin Knudsen. I, there aren't many things that the average person comes in direct contact with the government. Uh, a day like today, if the snow gets plowed, yeah. we're pretty happy. I mean, that's, right. you know, uh, most people will never attend a city council meeting to understand how the plows work or anything like that. In your situation, probably unless you're a criminal or unless you get into trouble, they're not going to come into contact with your office. But when it comes to consumer, consumer protection, boy, that's a whole different story. It is, yeah. So, so the Department of Justice in Montana, we're in charge of the State Office of Consumer Protection. And, and, and what does OCP do? Well, if you're someone who has been scammed or you've got, we, we, if we've got unsavory businesses here in Montana who, who are doing things illegal or unsavory, uh, basically if, if they're violating Montana law, that comes through the Office of Consumer Protection. Uh, we've, we've beefed that up. Uh, it, 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 was not a, it was not a very large division. It's still not a very large division, but we've got some really, really dogged investigators and some really good lawyers in there. Um, Last year alone in 2023, we estimate that we saved Montanans close to close to $800,000. In just one year. In just one year. And, and it, it, there's a couple things going on there, John. Montana's an aging population. I mean, we, we know that demographically. And what that does is that makes Montana a rich target for scammers. Lots of telephone scam gets, gets called into Montana. Usually it's out of state. Usually it's out of country. It's usually foreign mm -hmm. actors that are calling and trying to prey on, on, on our older population here in Montana, trying to convince them to send them money, go buy me some, some gift cards, uh, try, try crypto, send, you know, send me some crypto or I'm gonna close your bank account, that kind of stuff. Uh, and unfortunately, they, they have success here. They're, they target Montana very highly and there's a reason for that. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm glad that you're on it because these are the things that frustrate Robin and me all the time. Uh, they call me, and uh, boy, do they have the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little fun with them? <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes I just uh, hang yeah. up. You yeah. know, and, and especially uh, one of the things that I heard is with this artificial intelligence, you know, when you get the, the robocall and you, you pick it up, it, it sounds like an open line. You know, the boiler room hasn't even come online yet. Yeah. yeah. And if you say hello or something, they could record your voice, clone it, use it with artificial intelligence. Absolutely. You know, so uh, I, I wish there was some way of keeping them away. The the really tricky part about this, so, uh, so I mean, in Montana, we've got anti-robocall, anti anti-spam call legislation. We, we've got federal federal laws in the books. The, one of the real problems we have is these are these are almost all foreign actors yeah. that are getting access to our phone systems. Now that's the issue, and so what we've had to do is, I mean, they, they, these foreign entities, the, these foreign criminals, they're not going to Verizon, yeah. they're not going to Quest, they're not going to AT and T to get access to our phone systems. They're going through some really shady fly-by-night, you know, frankly, third-tier yeah. backbencher small phone companies that are kind of willing to look the other way and, and, and sell them access. Um, we've had some success banding up the, the states and going after those small companies that are, that are, that are acting badly. Um, but the fact is where there's a will, there's a way. And these people keep, keep finding ways in. 
you are spot on right to be worried about the AI thing. Uh, you know, these, these kids these days and, and, and even some adults think it's a lot of fun to get on and, and record your voice and put, put your voice out there on the internet and on, on, mm. on social media. Well, you are just begging someone to clone your voice with an AI program and use it for, for nefarious purposes. And, and we are definitely seeing that. I, I told John, I saw a political ad the other day. The announcer was Casey Kasem, right. he's seriously yeah. dead, you right. know. <laughs> uh, and I guess they must have thought that he had credibility or familiarity or endorsability yeah. or something. Well, I mean, I've, 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 seen, I've seen new George Carlin material. So, oh, yeah. some, someone oh, no. cloned George Carlin's voice and, yeah. and the AI came up oh. with an entire <laughs> new comedy routine <laughs> and it was George Carlin like mm -hmm. he's been gone for a long time yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is scary stuff that they're able to do now and people should be worried about it well another area that we come into contact with your office is when we get our driver's license yes. or renew our licenses and uh, you made some good improvements on that here in the last few weeks since the last time I had to renew mine uh, it was so easy this last time I'm I'm so glad to hear that yeah I mean no one likes going to the motor vehicle division Right, it's something. It's something I heard just nonstop for the last three years. Uh, just horror stories, and what we found out when, when when I got there was that they were just using they were using a fifteen year old computer system, guys, and it was just a dinosaur. Uh, it it was this huge bloated state built computer system. I mean, first of all, who thought that having state government build a computer system was a good idea? <laughs> but this is what happened. Uh, and then that that system was called Merlin. And it was, uh, it, to say it's been an abject disaster is putting it nicely. Um, that was what was causing the delays, the long wait times. You had to schedule three or four months in advance. Yeah. Very often, if you showed up, the system would crash. And your appointment that you just waited four months for, they'd have to tell you, well, sorry, the system's down. Can you, can you go home and try again? And we'll now, see you in six now months. Are we talking about our personal driver's licenses yeah. yes. or yeah. yep. driver's licenses? Yeah. Well, so, so both. Oh, yeah. so, so both. Both of those things go through the, the, motor, the, the motor vehicle division. Okay. Uh, t titling and registration of your vehicles, licensing of your vehicles, but then yeah. also your personal, if you want to get a driver's license or a real ID, we handle all of that. And that was all going through this dinosaur of an old computer yeah. system. And the thing was just, it was a dog. Um, we, get, we, we successfully got with the legislature. We got a new computer system. We just have rolled out in the last three months, the first module, which is the licensing, mm -hmm. which John, you just went through. Yeah. Um, wait, what a piece of cake. Wait. First of all, I, well, my birthday was like last week. So I had to get it done. Yeah. I had the appointment in two days. And Two days, a, and, and I walked in, and the second I was there, I, I sat there for maybe less than five minutes, and I was at a desk, and I didn't even have to leave that desk. They took the picture right yep. there while I was sitting and everything. No more bouncing station to station. It's all right. at one station now. Mm -hmm. uh, in most of our exam stations around the, uh, around the state, there's no wait time. You can actually walk in without an appointment. Okay. That was unheard of just yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, I saw people doing that, and I was shocked. I, so I was in Billings, which is one of our busiest stations, and I literally watched a married couple walk in. They each got a real ID, which that used to be about a two-hour process. Yeah, yeah. They each got a real ID at a different station. They walked in without an appointment. I grabbed them and talked to them. Yeah. They were there 12 minutes start mm -hmm. to finish. Walked in with no appointment, and they both got a real ID in and out. What it's a vast awesome. improvement. I, yeah. I let my driver's license expire, which was pointed out to me when I had to use it somewhere. I'm going, uh-oh. And uh, I went to a driver's license, 
and oh yeah, we'll get you in in several weeks. Or you can go to AAA. I went to AAA and I got it, you know, in an hour. No, yeah. no more. No I mean, more. no, no more. And no. so, the, so the other part of that, like you brought up, Robin, is is the is the vehicle side, the registration, titling, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, licensing. That the 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 that's the last phase of our new program. That'll be rolling out about a year from now. So okay. we're 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 not there with the vehicle side yet. It's gotten better, but we're still using the old program for that. Uh, we're we're in the testing phase of the new software right now because what we don't want to do yeah. is you know all the fanfare and bring this thing out and then it, it crash and fall flat <laughs> on its face. We we want to make sure it works correctly. All right, Austin Knutson's our guest. He's our attorney general, and Robin's going to bring up the southern border with you after mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. If you've been dreaming about a spring getaway, consider the Red Lion in Kalispell. Give me 60 seconds and you'll see what I mean. This is Katie Persinger for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. The Red Lion transforms into a New Orleans-like Mardi Gras, February 23rd, 6 to 10 p.m. From lively music to colorful costumes, masks, and beads, you'll be transported to the Big Easy. It's not only for a good time, the gala raises money for the Flathead Food Bank. With the needed funds, they'll be able to expand to be the distribution hub for pantries across Northwest Montana. Event ticket information is on the Flathead Food Bank's Facebook page or visit their website at flatheadfoodbank.org. Click events for more details. We think a fun spring getaway right down the road sounds dreamy. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is Robin Mitchell. Always a good conversation with Attorney General Austin Knudsen when he uh, joins us. Now, uh, once again, you've joined a number of your counterparts uh, in supporting Texas' efforts to secure the uh, southern border, opposing the Biden Senate border bill. What's wrong with it? Well, there's lots of things wrong with it. We, we, we've got a situation right now, and we've talked about this a lot, guys. Mo- Montana is a border state. Uh, obviously we're a northern border state, but I, I tell people at this point, we're a southern border state too. 100% of the, fe- the, the, the fentanyl and meth coming into Montana are coming from Mexico and they're coming from the southern border. Um, I, and I, maybe it's not 100%, it's 99.9% of it, you know, because we, we do occasionally see some drug smuggling coming from the Canadian border. But, but by and large, it doesn't have to. It comes from the southern border. Um, we've got an invasion on the southern border. If you don't have a border... You don't have a country, uh, and I'm I'm all for I'm all for legal immigration. But we've got a situation right now where federal law is just flatly being ignored. There are federal statutes on the books regarding border security, regarding process for immigration, and what you do with illegal immigration. And simply because this administration doesn't agree with it, it is flatly ignoring huge portions of that federal law. Uh, so we've we've joined with Texas. We joined with with with, with a lot of our our, our sister states. Uh, I've been down there, guys. Texas has had to basically take over border security from the federal government because the federal government is refusing to do it, uh, and and it's creating a lot of problems. I mean, we we think we've got a crime and drug problem here in Montana. Boy, go check out Eagle Pass sometime or or, or, or Del Rio. It's 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 a bad situation they've got down there. All right. Uh, yeah, I had a little information about that uh, yesterday, and apparently the uh, what is the situation? The the problem is releasing those that come, right? So 
In federal law right now, federal law very specifically tells uh, Customs and Border Patrol, but the, the federal agency, every illegal alien is required to be detained. I, and I've looked at this statute myself. The federal law states very clearly, illegal immigrant shall be detained, each individual. There's absolutely no provisions in federal law that allow for, for a pause in deportations or that allows for uh, a, a, any kind of parole into the country. It doesn't exist. This administration has completely made that up out of thin air. Uh, and, and this is the problem. They, and, uh, there's six million people that have entered this country since Joe Biden took office illegally. Uh, 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 under provisions that are just flagrantly, flagrantly illegal. Uh, and, and this is the problem here. And this is why you saw the Congress impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Uh, you know, guys, I'm a member of the state executive branch. I don't get to pick and choose which state laws I'm, I want to enforce or which ones I like. Just because I don't agree with a murder statute doesn't mean that I get to just decide I'm not going to enforce it. It doesn't work no. that way. The, the, the executive's job is to is to enforce the laws passed by the legislative branch, and it's not being done here. Right. Well, you know, one of the uh, things about the Senate border bill is it had money there to have people to process and handle these things, but at the same time, uh, detentions rise uh, rose from about five thousand in December to three hundred to five hundred right now. So they've dropped. Markedly, so either the volume of people coming in has changed, or the administration is tightening things up. Well, I, I actually think what you're seeing there is because Texas has taken over a lot of that southern border in certain portions. They've seen a huge decrease in illegal crossings, where the state of Texas has actually stepped in. They've put in some actual barriers and said, "No, you are no longer flowing across here and wreaking havoc in, in, in this area." Um, what the, the bad thing about that is the Biden administration took them to federal court that went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court didn't necessarily overrule Texas. It just said, okay, we're going to issue an injunction and we're going to pause Texas, what you're doing for right now. Guys, in certain, in certain places, the Biden administration literally came in there with a forklift and lifted up Texas's barrier so they could let illegal immigrants in. I mean, this is just... This is just staggering stuff because, again, that, that, that's a violation of federal law. They're not allowed to do that, but just, just simply for political reasons, they've decided to throw the door wide open. Um, so, yes, you're right. Deportations and, 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 and detainments in certain areas are down, but I think that's more of a state thing. Okay. Well, it's always a, yeah. a stimulating conversation with you. We sure always appreciate fun. it. Yeah. yeah, you bet, guys. Our Attorney General Austin Knudsen, thanks so we much. We appreciate it. Thanks. I neglected to tell you this is a Glacier Bank community conversation, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby, keeping you connected to your friends and your community, an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank.